My Eagle enthusiasts, it's Fairway Rolling, presented by FanDuel. Major season is here, and you can get in on all the long drives, big putts, and major moments with FanDuel. Check out live PGA Tour bets like longest drive, round leaders, matchups, birdie or better, and more. Plus, track every shot in the app and watch select par three holes while you place your bets. Download the app today and bet with FanDuel, the official betting operator of the PGA Tour. Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. You must be 21 years old or older and present in select states. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Woo! Hello, friends. <laughs> Welcome to the Shack House on the Ringer. It's a podcast unlike any other. You know that I'm excited because it's Masters Week. Yes, it's finally upon us. Masters Week! One of my favorite weeks of the year, and to celebrate you, our beloved listeners, have an exclusive chance to win a brand spanking new Epic Driver from Callaway Golf. The Epic Driver is the hottest club out there. Jailbreak technology, delivering ball speed and distance that is off the charts. Here is how you can enter to win one of these distance machines. Write yourself up an iTunes review for the Shack House pod between now and when the 2017 Masters winner slips on the green jacket. So you have between, this will go up probably Monday night. You have almost a full week to get your iTunes review in there. Use the word epic somewhere in that review and you are entered to win a driver, my friends. It is easy as that. Thank you for being here with us this Masters week. You know, House, I wanted MicroHinge to be forced into the reviews, but I didn't get my way. But anyway, Epic will do. Epic will do. That's right. Yeah. Can't wait to read those reviews. Be nice, people. (laughs) Hey, Jeff, uh, the Masters is here, and SeatGeek, you might want to know, is the smartest and easiest way to get those last-minute Augusta National tickets this week. With SeatGeek's seamless mobile experience, you can buy and sell tickets in just two taps. I'm a two-taps kind of guy, Jeff Shackelford. (laughs) Oh, I know. (laughs) SeatGeek helps you find the best tickets at the best prices, fully guaranteed. Make 2017 the year you finally make it to the Masters and let SeatGeek help you get there for a great value. It's Monday. You have another three days. Get on the SeatGeek. Find yourself uh, a... 
one of these tickets and get down to the Augusta. You know I have the SeatGeek app on my phone, by far the easiest way that I have found to shop for tickets. Today happens to also be opening day for the Washington Nationals baseball team here in the DMV, and I enjoyed some of that baseball my own self with my own two eyes. Yeah, big W. Big curly W for the Washington Nationals right out of the box. I used, of course, the SeatGeek app to get my tickets for this opening day because SeatGeek's designed to make the ticket buying experience easier than ever. Saves you time. Uh, You don't have to search multiple ticket sites. And every purchase fully guaranteed so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Doesn't end with sports, folks. Get yourself to SeatGeek for concert, comedy, and theater tickets available as well. Best of all, the Shack House listeners, of course, get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase. To get that $20 rebate on tickets, download the app, go to the settings tab, and click add a promo code. Enter promo code HOUSE, that's H-O-U-S-E, HOUSE. SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. Download the app, enter promo code HOUSE today. Make SeatGeek your go-to ticket source for all things PGA and beyond. House greetings from Augusta, Georgia. You know, I'm going to be a SeatGeek fan this year. I'm not part of the season ticket group, so I love SeatGeek. Thank you so much for that reminder. I'm going to figure out how to use that code. Hey, by the way, House, you know where I am? I'm in Augusta, Georgia. How are you doing? <laughs> you are in Augusta, Georgia. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine. You know, I, I meant, made my, my way to opening day here in the DMV. I got to see the, the Nationals. But, dude, uh, yeah. you're down there in Augusta. How, how, of course, I have to ask immediately, what, <laughs> how is it? How oh. is it? House, I I may never go to the golf course. This is what I feared. They've built us this new press center. They don't want us to talk about it, but come on, they do. It's unbelievable. We just had a tornado watch, uh, uh, and they didn't even tell us to leave the building. Uh, Actually, a warning, excuse me, a warning. And it was a nasty little storm, but they made the patrons get off the property, but we got to stay, have some. uh, I had a little ham and cheese on rye with the afternoon snack. I didn't, the Bartlett Lounge, I uh, had a lovely lunch. They had uh, mm, great. It's, they had oh it was good stuff today yeah there it's just the most over the top thing you've ever seen in your life I'm in the podcast studio downstairs which is a first come first serve facility they have everything we could ever want this unbelievable room they call the arena we've got our own lockers house I've got a locker with my name on it what uh, did, did, now, are there numbers did you get a number <laughs> yeah you know I just took whatever number the young lady offered eighty six was available and I blew it that was my first oh, masters oh eighty six yeah. It would have been it. so good. I know. Well, it's still available, actually. And, you know, I've got Gene Wojciechowski next to me. And if he keeps, you know, getting in my way in the locker room. Of course, none of us are using this locker room except those of us who occasionally change clothes for TV or something. But so we have that. We've got showers. Uh, it is so incredible what they've done here. And, you know, and I, it, nobody cares about how the press lives at a tournament. But I, my, I think the thing that's really nice to point out about this is this place in a world that craps on the media all the time. Uh, This place has always, always respected the writer, the media people who and and they've 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 shifted with the times. They they look, we have a podcast room here. You know, they are they are an interesting group of people. They can be stubborn and difficult about certain things and they will they have their way of doing it and you you play by the rules for a week. But 
I, I can't thank them enough for how much respect they show for the written word, for the importance of the people who cover the tournament. So it's really cool. They've built this building, and it's, it's, it's way too good for all of us, but it is a, a really nice way of, of saying uh, that they appreciate still what goes on and, and, and the stories that we try to tell here from, from the Augusta National Golf Club, as the great Chris Schenkel used to say. So, um, Well, look, uh, you got down there Saturday, is that right? That's right. Saturday night, and so flying to Charlotte. Or, Don't ever fly yeah. to Atlanta, people. If you can fly to Charlotte, and you were there, that means in time for yesterday's drive, chip, and putt competition. Of course, I wouldn't miss it. It's the best, and, and, uh, and you know, people, uh, people poo poo it now. It was year four. I don't know if you saw any. I, I watched quite a bit of it. I, I I still get goosebumps. Why are people poo-pooing it? I don't understand this. Oh, well, you have uh, – anytime you mention the grow the game uh, phrase and you have a bunch of, of people in sports coats who run organizations coming together and, and getting interviewed, I think people have a natural hostility. And I, I just say, look, you know what? If they need to have – uh, if Diana Murphy needs to have her interview and uh, the other other uh, the PGA of America president and all that, fine, let them. Because and and what they do in organizing the event and then Augusta National running the event and letting these kids come here and do this is so incredible. And again, I know I said it last year when we talked about this house. The kids are unbelievable in how they perform on a stage that the rest of us would would not even be able to take the club back on. So it is so fascinating. And the thing that I saw this year that's really cool is for the first time when we ask kids after our your friends back uh, back home watching the first couple of years the kids would go no they don't know what golf is or they don't know what the masters is or they don't care and now all the kids are going oh yeah everybody was planning to watch and they got almost i think they got every kid in the broadcast so that you want to talk about a growing the game thing that that may not grow the game that may not add a lot of golfers but it will send a message to other kids that hey you know golf is not evil Cool things go on uh, on that uh, on that stage, and isn't that neat that my friend got to do that? And then a couple of them might take up the game. So anyway, that's enough well, for our chip and putt thing. But it, well, no, I, oh, I, I, oh, I, oh, I, oh here's um, the other thing: how they bitch about how slow they are. Okay, this is this is very simple concept, people. These kids went through three qualifiers to get here, which is amazing. They get two drives, two chips, and two putts. Take your time, kids, is how I say. It's well, your who is complaining? I don't understand oh, this. Well, well, who's complaining cranky, about how long cranky things take? people on my website and social media, you see it, and they what don't are like that. What, what are we in a hurry for? It's a broadcast that know. comes on at 8 in the morning and runs till 12 noon or I 1 know. o'clock. I know. It's, it's the perfect introduction. Like, hey, look, the Masters is here. It's a wonderful um, moment to... to uh, and vehicle by which to have the Masters arrive back on the sports landscape. Exactly. And and yeah. with the kids, and I don't have to say anything about grow the game. I mean, that's a tired, no. uh, it is. you Terrible know, uh, cliche at this point. But it's 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 these these kids, you know, and the enthusiasm back home. Like they have to go, you just said it, they have to go through rounds of qualifying 
and each one of those round, qualifying rounds have tons of other kids that they, that oh, are yeah. competing for this right. And the beautiful thing about it, it's you know the only thing I can think about that rivals um, this kind of a conceit is like the punt, pass, and kick in football, where they might let the kids come out at halftime of the Super Bowl. Yeah. But this is this this is you know golf's version of that, and these kids get to be physically on the grounds before most of the the pros arrive, have access to the venue, and get to you know experience a um, you know, really one of golf's holy grails in, in a perfect way. I, I just can't figure out a way to be cynical about it. Yeah, no, it is amazing, but people people do find a way. The other thing you, you didn't mention, they get a, a former champion in a green jacket comes out and gives out the trophies. They did uh, not have Gary Player this week, uh, I, I, or this year. I, I believe the first three years of delivering a lecture about uh, child obesity and the, uh, the, the the future of our world and with climate change, and he's had a few other rants for the kids that uh, I think that, that got him uh, maybe benched this year, but... <laughs> oh my! Uh, but they had couples and uh, Marco Mera and Nick Faldo. It was it's great. And so just just seeing a guy in a green jacket for for the boys and girls, it's a pretty exciting thing. Um, of course, it's exciting for now me. Look, hey, I'm excited just to, to be near a green jacket. It's exciting to me. It's exciting for me too. And I'm just watching on television. I'm a big dummy watching on TV. Um, we did, you know, open up today uh, with our good pal. Bill Simmons and our, yeah. our good pals at, at The Ringer open up the Twitter feed and ask for some questions. And one question that came in that I liked was, at what level of drive, chip, and putt do, you, do we think that we would contend for a title? Um, and the, the, the guy that wrote mm. this in, this was from Ryan Leach. At Leach24, he was guessing that we might uh, perform at a level that would have us competitive with 11 or 12-year-olds. I, I know me personally – under uh, the pressure on that stage, the ability to hit a drive down the middle is going to be high, <laughs> highly compromised. I yeah. might put myself with a nine nine year old, ten year olds because even yeah. if I if I hit one, it might be a dribbler. So I yeah. might need like a two hundred and twenty yarder. I didn't see how old the ten year olds. I mean, how far the ten year olds hit it, but that's that's where I would put me. Uh, that's about what I'll take too. Uh, how she left out that they they do this at eight a.m. in the morning. It's cold. Uh, the first few groups, you know, they're probably a little bit of a morning win. There was again yesterday. Almost every year, really, there has been, and they're hitting uphill. It's cold, uh, it, it, but they don't look nervous. I just can't even believe. I keep waiting for one to just hit a big quacker out onto to Washington Road, and it hasn't happened. It's really uh, amazing how clutch these kids are and how talented they are. And uh, I just uh, I'm in awe of their ability to handle it and then they get thrown in to answer questions from us and uh, they're just amazing so I I would uh, I would take uh, uh, Ryan's Ryan's um well, I think he guessed eleven to twelve. We, I think, I think those kids were hitting it two fifty, two sixty. The winners' house. Yeah, I'm, I'm out. That's I'm, I'm out. I don't, I'm out. I don't There's no chance. Eight in the there. morning. Me, no way. Yeah. I mean, I had to be. You know, I'll, I'm still in bed stretching at eight in the morning. All right. Now, before we get, we have more Twitter questions, and uh, we thank everybody for sending those in. Before we do that, House, is there anything else from Augusta you want to? Uh, uh, before we get, by the way, people to the important stuff, the betting uh, at the end of the show after our Twitter questions, is there anything you want to kick around or know about from here? I mean, I'm not going to bore you with the daily menus of the the uh, the Bartlett Lounge at uh, Augusta or the. Uh, 
Yeah, I don't. I'm goodies. only. I I don't want to hear about the food unless I'm physically there. But what yeah, I am interested in, because I've had two yes. Georgia peach ice cream sandwiches here in two days. So see, see that, that's um, just I'm, that's just hurtful. That's hurting my feelings. And you know, I think they've actually improved it this year. There's something about the ice cream texture that's better. But I, anyway, go on. You what, can, what you should, I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> I, what so I do want to hear about. <laughs> Every year, um, they innovate down there with the merchandise. Um, what yeah. caught your eye in the uh, in the merchandise tent? Well, you know, I wrote a piece for Golf Week, so if you want to see the slideshow, I went through the the, the center yesterday, and you know, they they I, this year I didn't see any massively wildly awesome new things, but they tweaked a bunch of things. They've made some better hats. The rest of the hats are really boring, but they finally got some kind of like a good balance of a classic look with some of the uh, the, the stuff that'll that'll kick off the moisture. There's some art stuff. They're they're putting on mugs and coasters and you know really different kind of artwork uh, that's just beautiful stuff you can take home to somebody. Uh, they still have those those horrendous chairs for thirty dollars that everybody sits in, which I'm someday I'm I'm determined to see somebody redesign that. But it is amazing they're only thirty bucks. Uh, and they do help preserve you a seat behind the twelfth tee for you know nine hours before the leaders get there. Actually more than that. But uh, other than that, no nothing I mean just a lot of really great knickknacks and good stuff. If you look at the slideshow, uh, there's fun stuff there. But did the, uh, no, um, they didn't read the garden gnome. Wheel. Garden gnome make no, a reappearance. No, 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 no. They've got the pub signs though this year. They've got some replacements okay. on that front that are a lot of good man cave stuff for the walls and uh, you know they got the dog bowls and the dog leashes for the for the the uh, the little uh, the little pets. They got great stuff for the kids. Uh, they're really kind of up in it there. I think uh, the kids are more demanding than the adults. You know, the adults just want the want the logo shirt mostly. Um, but uh, and then there is one unbelievable thing. I don't know if you remember last year. There's this place called Cat Studios. They do stuff all over the country. Uh, different geographical these I don't know even know how you describe them but they're these real atmospheric things with uh, and this one's got all the whole names on it and all this stuff and they did it last year on these glasses that are amazing glasses and then they put it on like a hand towel and a pillow and all this stuff well and this year they did it but they did it they took the little elements in it which is you know like the Sarazen Bridge they're uh, all these parts of the course, and they made pins out of them. They're actual; it's a pin set, and so it's sort of three dimensional. It's just wild. Uh, again, it's in the slideshow at golfweek.com. I highly recommend you. I can't. I don't. I probably uh, the writing is better than the, my verbal description. Uh, so, but other than that, no, they've got a. You know, they're re, re- rejigging the grounds here a little bit. So, if you know anybody who's coming, they're going to uh, they're going to have the last year of the old merchandise center, and I think they're blowing it up next year, and they're going to build a much more uh, user friendly enormous one but it's an amazing place you can't believe all the work they did this year and just to see it the grounds are just uh they're so impressive um but uh now what are you going to eat when you're watching the master's house what do you have any ritual on that um i so i don't really sit down and and tuck in for the viewing until Saturday. Okay. I'm, I'm, you know, I, I don't block off Thursday and Friday. Um, like some folks do, I'll still be at work and watching with one eye and I'll watch the replay in the evening a little bit. Okay. But what I really settle down is Saturday afternoon and out of tradition, out of, you know, the, the, the sense of propriety, I make sure the pimento cheese is, is featured. Oh. Now, it's, it's, I can't get it to the consistency 
um, that that shows up in the sandwiches down there. So I'm just I just give a nod. I give a <laughs> nod with a little a pimento cheese and some crackers. Right, that's kind of the 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 yeah. lead into the to the to the situation. And then I make sure I have an egg salad and a uh, <laughs> and, and, and some barbecue. Those are the two because those are the two sandwiches that I like the best when I'm physically down there. Um, yeah. By I the way, just just I, go no, ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna. I can't finish it off how I want with this. Which the the. The, the Georgia peach ice cream sandwich, no, obviously. No, you can't. You can't. Uh, and the and the uh, ultra inexpensive beer. The so house we have. So we have the sit down dining that that has a roof shape. I, now I'm bragging about our, our. I have to though. So it's shaped like the old Quonset hut with a wood ceiling, uh, which was the old media center here, the original. So they they threw in that little homage, which is so cool. Even the light fixtures, the whole thing. But then we have a grab and go food, and they. I just noticed today. Just they they. they They've got the barbecue beef sandwiches under a little heated in this cool little heated thing. So they're, we get them hot here if we want them. Uh, and, of course, all the grab-and-grow sandwiches you can want. I just had a little ham and cheese and rye for the uh, the pre-pod meal. Uh, and, of course, you know, all the beverages we need and, and cookies and all that good stuff. Anyway, just wanted to mention that. But uh, one other thing, House, that everybody needs to know about if they're going to watch the Masters. And now the club is very modest – about what they're doing digitally. But now, merchandise this year, they didn't go uh, crazy. But where they are going crazy with absolutely mind-blowing, potentially changing the sports landscape kind of innovation is at their website. And, House, they quietly... Do you have an Apple TV? I don't. Oh, House. So they've now got a Masters app for Apple TV. Okay? This means... That the unbelievable, best, most enjoyable telecast of the year, Amen Corner Live on Thursday and Friday, uh, is now available on Apple TV. They also have the 15th and 16th holes. They've got featured groups, which are great uh, because, remember, they don't come on till whatever it is, 3 Eastern. It's it's amazing. Uh, is it 3? Yeah, I think it's 3 Eastern. It's 3 Eastern on ESPN. That's right. And uh, so so – all of that now is on both the, the, the website, masters.com, but then the Apple TV now has all of this stuff. Plus, they just posted today Tigers, the, the, the final round broadcast of Tigers' 97 win and the final round broadcast of all four of Arnold Palmer's wins. They're not real long. One of them, I think, goes to 115 or two of them go that long, but they are sensational. There is one bit I highlighted on my site where Cliff Roberts snaps at a guy that <laughs> it's one of the best. I told Ben Crenshaw about it today in the pro shop, and I already sent it to his agent. He said, you have to watch this. You're going to die laughing. But um, uh, the, the whole thing, Jim McKay's openings, the, the Arnold Palmer in every way, just when you see him, you go, oh, my gosh, now you know why people. I mean, the minute he just comes on the screen, it's it's, you know, it's a movie star. But anyway, so – you may need to get an Apple TV because it's while it's been great to have these on the uh, desktop and people who at work don't get much done. That's that, me. That Augusta's now taking this to Apple TV, uh, but very quietly because it is a little bit of a sensitive topic, as you may know, with the ESPNs and the CBSs of the world. Yeah, they're, they're broadcast partners, right? Yeah, yeah. So they're going about this very quietly, but. You know, this is what the cord cutters have dreamed of. This kind of a, a thing where a a pro sports league does this, and the Masters is the one group that has this this kind of separate peak group of of coverage elements 
that they can put there. And now you can get this on your on your big screen. And this is uh this is something for all the sports world to keep an eye on. So I just well, wanted I can to throw also can is it also available if I pull it up on my laptop? Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can get it through oh, the okay. app, through the All iPhone, right. through the iPad, and on the desktop. I mean, they don't try to, they don't try to hold back. But I just think the idea that you could now see all this on, on a big TV, uh, is just going to really, really shake things up because it's always just been websites and iPads and iPods and tablets and all that, uh, iPhones, excuse me. So. Um, keep an eye out for that. I highly recommend uh, everybody, if you have an Apple TV, go and get that app. I'm going to get it the minute I get home and hope that I can watch a couple of the other elements. They're also, I think, are going to have some daily highlights. Got amazing course flyovers, all that kind of stuff. Um, so anything else you uh, you want to kick about from uh, from here in, in Augusta no, before because we get I, to these questions? I, I, I... Having talked about the food and having you know yeah, gotten a little bit mad. of a feel, yeah. Yeah. I am. I'm getting mad. So yeah. I don't want to hear how it looks. I don't want to know what it feels like under your feet. I don't. I don't want to hear about how at the Big Oak today you you had a wonderful. You know, you know. if it makes you feel any better, I went up there. There was one person. The, the storms kind of cleared things out. So okay. that, that right. should help. Well, that, you, do, that does make oh, me feel oh, better. House, you know what? I do need to tell you about breakfast. They have a French toast oh. with this with this peach. Yeah, what is it called? Uh, it starts with a C. I'm, I'm drawing a blank. It's been a long day. Oh my compote? gosh! Is so it a, is yes, it a peach compote? compote? Thank you. Of it course, is it a is. peach compote. Of course, yes. it, it is. is. Oh, Son but, of a but, bitch! You know, but French toast done on a massive scale like that usually stinks. Not here. Oh, it is so good, so good. Yeah, because anyway, nothing stinks there. It. Nothing stinks. Yes, yeah, send, send <laughs> no, me a you're picture. Right. No, okay, yeah. Uh, let's take a break, and then we'll talk. Uh, we'll take our t- Twitter questions here, which were really a lot of fun. Uh, But first, of course, we have to take a moment to hear from our friends at Odyssey Golf, who most likely will produce a Masters champion this week because they are the number one putter in golf. So um, I think that anybody at Augusta National who putts well, I think stats have shown, uh, is liable to win here. And so we know that and we know statistically that the Odyssey putter is the number one putter in golf. They've won an incredible 10 of the 14 majors on the PGA Tour, LPGA Tour, and Champions Tour in 2016, including last year here, Danny Willett's epic victory at Augusta National. So new for this season from Odyssey, of course, as we mentioned a little bit earlier, is the micro hinge insert and the new O-Works line putters. This insert is designed to promote immediate top spin on the ball, reducing skid and improving accuracy for golfers. The new micro hinge insert is a new way to roll. So get out to your local golf shop, experience it. If you got fast screens on your course, you're really going to want it because it's got that great soft feel. And like I said, I think there's a good chance it will be the putter that is used to win the Masters. All right. So uh, more importantly, we have Twitter questions. Do you want to uh, do you do you want to just kind of go with these and uh, each take our stab at it? I think yeah, I, I think love it. Uh, the first one, the, obvi- we know what this is going to be about. Because it's on yeah. everybody's mind's house. But uh, it's not Masters related. It's from uh, from Chance, Chance Plett, who uh, wanted to know our thoughts on the Lexi Thompson situation yesterday at the ANA Inspiration. Were you watching? I, I shockingly was. I clicked over and I didn't realize that it was, you know, I, I was pleasantly surprised when I clicked over. 
that um, you know it's a West Coast event, so it's it's on a primetime East Coast, and I was yeah. ready just to catch the. I was expecting to see Golf Central and see a recap of the Houston Open, but I loved that I was able to watch the end of the women's game and then the women's uh, the the A and A inspiration, um, and then it quickly came to understand you know that that this was something highly extraordinary had happened. Um, and I caught it when Lexi was like on 17 is when I came into the broadcast. Okay. Okay. So you came in pretty late, but you somehow got on Twitter and got some sense of what was going on. Well, because they were talking about it on the broadcast yeah, and yeah, the fans, yeah. okay. you could see that she was, she was emotional. She still had yeah. tears in her eyes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was easy to quickly, uh, download what had happened. I didn't, I didn't watch the actual, you know, it, it information moment um live but i, I caught it all in, in the many replays now look you before, well let, let, <laughs> you you can imagine what i thought i'm i want to hear um the 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 dispassionate reasoned other side because obviously i'm gonna go bananas about this this is you know it's everything that i in, intensely dislike about golf and the ruling bodies in golf and the and the folks that run this entertainment product and again 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 we they, they keep missing the point it's on television as entertainment i know they're competing there are rules for them to compete by but at the end of the day the only reason any of them get any money is because it's enjoyable to watch on television and so you have to remember at the end of the day you can't insult your viewers your viewers have to enjoy watching it, so that's that's where hmm. I will be coming from on this, uh, well, among many I, among among some other things. Um, let me hear kind of you know the 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 defense of of what happened. Well, the the defense is fairly simple in one way. It's some people look at that and and see that she undoubtedly did not replace her ball in a way uh, that was similar to where it was resting and her uh, the way she went about it with her, her hand was a little bit suspicious. The fact that it was a short putt, remarking and all that uh, to, to those people looked like she had not uh, marked and replaced her ball where it was and she had in fact done so by moving it closer to the hole. Um, so I'm trying to give you as you, you I'm not doing a very good job of it because I just I'm I'm very cynical about that that view. I'm also extremely annoyed by the view, to be honest, that people uh, watched it and just like with Dustin Johnson at Oakmont last year, immediately came to the conclusion, oh yeah, that's oh yeah, that's a violation. And uh, I said, well, we had a lot of arguments about this in the media center this morning. It was a lot of fun. I wish people could hear it. It was a lively discussion, but uh, I don't know. How we've gotten to this point again, House, where you have to slow it down and zoom in to go, oh, yeah, boom, that's a violation. I thought we had reached the conclusion in golf that if you can't see it with the naked eye, that it need, that if you need high def and zooming in, that that it doesn't pass a smell test. But it was shocking to me that so many people immediately said, oh, yeah, the rules officials did the right thing. The person who called it in was right. That's a violation. And I'm sorry, but it took zooming in and um, uh, super slow-mo and all that to see that. To the naked eye, it, it, it just wasn't apparent. And um, the new rules will allow her to make a stronger case, but my sense is that she still would have um, not 
she still would have been penalized. And so they were very proud of themselves touting that she wasn't disqualified because that's a new rule that was already implemented. But I, again, how does anybody feel good about this? And to your point, this is an entertainment product and um, the way we do use replay is not working at all uh, very well, I don't think. And when you think about the other sports, uh, if they don't, if it's not definitive, if it's not 100% obvious, they don't overturn the call under their various rules. And um, uh, th- this was a case where I think if you watch it uh, at normal speed, it's very hard to to see it. Um, to it, but in defense of those people who are who who see her as automatically cheating, of course, um, it. it you know where I struggle is that why, why is she marking it and rotating it, and that answer didn't come. Was she doing it because she wants to see the ball a certain way? Does she want to see no print? Does she want to see the line on the ball that's that's the painted line? Now, that part to me is troublesome because I've watched. Yeah, you watch players all the time. They see their ball finish and kind of rest in a soft spike mark, and they want to get it out of there. Um, and I'm not saying that's what she was doing, but that's kind of the view of people who are really good players who've been around a long time who looked at her and said, well, I'm sorry, but the way she moved it was fishy. But um, so just wanna, wanna, there just wasn't enough for me there to, to overturn it. So we spent yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't care to do what too they much to engage in the minutiae of you know exactly what she did with her body position, with the way her hand was and all the rest of it. The only observation yeah. I'll make as it relates to <laughs> the actual, you know, um, I'm going to call it a mistake because it, it didn't rise to anything le- higher than that level to me. The only thing about the mistake that that um, makes me immediately skeptical, skeptical and suspicious was we only had one angle for this yep, thing. Yep, that's right. And that's right. We, we, anybody who's watched a football game in their life has, has to know by now that you can't trust your own perspective on on anything relating to a horizontal or vertical plane based on a single angle. We know this. Yeah. We that this is why the you know the line of scrimmage is such a big deal and the innovation that football has has come up with in terms of showing that line of scrimmage from a whole variety of angles and how we now, assess and judge whether or not somebody scored a touchdown comes from a whole variety of angles including from on top. For right. for this for this thing to affect the outcome of the tournament from a single a- angle is is absolutely you know that that right out of the box is is a non-starter for me. But the thing that really galls me, the part that I can't get over and I'll never ever forgive, is why the players that are at the top of the leaderboard um, or have otherwise acquitted themselves. Uh, play under one set of rules while the rest of the field plays under another set of rules. And the point I'm making is Hmm. the only reason that anybody caught this is because she was on TV. Now, why was she on TV? Well, she was on TV because she was kicking everybody's ass. She kicked everybody's ass on Saturday. She kicked everybody's ass on Sunday. And so she's playing under one particular set of rules and the rest of the field that isn't, you know, um, playing well enough to make it onto TV has a, a, an entirely different set yeah. of criteria, an entirely yep. different, you know, uh, review standard that applies to them, which is obviously preposterous. Yeah. It's ludicrous. No, it and so 
there is you you mentioned the idea that there's a re, there's no replay rule in golf. They, there is no there's it's a it's the wild wild west. We've observed it three straight times now, twice in the women's game and once with Dustin Johnson. And well, you know, um, if until some somebody we need a commissioner of common sense to intervene here and say, look here here's how we're going to run this because it's it's that the product suffers. When you when you have yeah. you know these these discrediting moments, the 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 person that performed the best in this tournament this week was Lexi Thompson. You have to come up with this crazy uh, backwards, you know, completely invented thesis for 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 her engaging in some conduct that can't definitively be identified as a rule breaker, and 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 you know um, take the tournament away from her. Yeah. Well, and then, of course, it also taints the win for So Yun Ru, who's been a great player, an up-and-coming, you know, just-a-matter-of-time type of uh, major winner. And uh, so it taints it for her. I, I, a couple things. One, and then we, we've got to get to more questions because, house, we got some good ones. But it is a tough subject. And uh, there's no question it's problematic for the game because then the rest of the world sort of takes notice when these little boondoggles happen and they go, what a stupid sport that is. Uh, but I, a lot of people would say, well, actually, in this case, having one a- angle was a good thing because the view was you could see the de- the space between the coin and the ball. Again, I would say hogwash. You had to zoom in and slow-mo and, and jiff it and gif it and play it back and forth. And oh, I was just, you know, I'm sorry. At, at normal speed, it was it was, uh, it was was not uh, really something you could see. Um, I'm trying to remember now the other point I was going to address, and now I forgot. Well, can it, it be it, the it, equally preposterous convention of somebody emailed in the next day? Like uh, the, ter- the, yeah. the round was over. Is, yeah. that, is that the thing that maybe so yes, bothered you a, a little bit? T- that was it, yes. The big topic in this, this morning was sort of the statute of limitations and uh, st- you have to have this statute of limitations. You just you just have to. This is absurd for that to be coming up at that point in the round. And then, of course, the notifier, as she's walking, you know, you pull the person aside and you do that in a, in a way that's uh, – uh, a little more discreet because then a bunch of people were on her. Wow, look how she reacted. Well, what would you expect her to do when she's walking from green to tea and being told, "Oh yeah, you're you just been slapped four shots." I mean, I'm I if I were her, I would have dropped a few f bombs and and uh, I would have handled it worse. So I'm I I thought it, it was the whole thing was just dreadful and uh, and again. We have had these these HD replay situations for a long time now, and I thought we were done with this where where this was the case. And I'm sorry, but the new rules of golf, there's a video up with Thomas Pagel of the USGA on Morning Drive today, and, and, and he didn't really make me feel good that this situation would have been handled any differently under the new rules starting in 2019. So uh, it's a bummer. But all right, House. Brian Evanson wants to know which players are best equipped, both with their game mentality, to deal with the high winds, which are forecasted for Thursday and Friday. I know I saw 25 miles per hour for Thursday. I've stopped looking past about three days because the weather change forecasts here are just unbelievable how much they vary. But um, I have a very simple answer to that. It's it's uh, Ricky Fowler, Jordan Spieth, Dustin Johnson, and I'm going to throw in Brant Snedeker just because I feel like if those two days are kind of scrappy, slap it around and make some putts days, that, that uh, that's good for him. Ricky, because he grew up in Temecula and has shown he can play wind well, and same with uh, Spieth being a Texan, and Dustin Johnson just showing he can play in anything well. So uh, that's anybody, funny. I... And, and, let me, and let me be honest with you, wind is not 
Roy McElroy's favorite condition. So I think it's well, a concern I, 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 for those who like I wasn't, Rory. As well as he's hitting the driver, he just does not uh, has not shown himself to be a great wind player yet in his career. It it's funny for a guy from Ireland to not be a good wind I know, player. I know, uh, and, I know, and not and he's funny so good at everything. <laughs> but um, but you know my my tendency when I think about um, that kind of weather is is to go Euro because those guys play in those conditions you know they do. by across the continent there's a lot more um, variance weather wise I think with with a lot more opportunity for bad weather to creep in and so I was thinking about you know guys ball striker um, kind of guys you know guys who are in form right now and and strong broad ball strikers. Um, like uh, John Rahm, obviously, like Thomas Peters. I also love the Australians for this kind of uh, uh, yes. question, right? It's perfect for them. So I, I like Mark Leishman as another guy that, that you know, I would be very confident having, um, you know, in my pool. It maybe made a small wager on. You know, a lot of different yeah. ways, you know, you can, you can put your uh, faith in players like that. But those are some names that come to me. Okay. So uh, look, I, I like all that. Yeah, good, good, yeah. good choices. Right. Um, Carl uh, wants to know uh, who is the most likely non-U.S. winner. Did you pick anybody on that front? Um, I did, and I was really chagrined as I uh, began my preparation last night and and today to see how popular this pick is, um, and it's. In many respects, uh, um, you know, not out of left field at all. This guy is a crusher at the Masters. I, I love Justin Rose this week. I love the form that yeah. he's in. Um, mm. I love his track record at, at, at the Masters. And if there's a non-U.S. player, he's my lead contender. Yep. Now that, well, that makes two of us. I was going to pick Rose as well. I, uh, I mean, Rom is is uh, really playing well and all that good stuff, but he's a rookie here, and Rose is not. And Rose is trending in the right direction with his finishes here, and he has kind of come in nice and quiet, but he's had some solid things to hang his hat on, and, and uh, I think he loves coming in here quietly and not too many people talking about him. He's currently 25-1, to 1, House. He's, he's really held steady at that. For quite a while now, which I think oh, is... Oh, I, I might be able to get him. I have the price that I have him at. Let me look at this mm, right now. Okay. Well, I now I'm I looking at a lot of the international stuff, so the Betfairs and the Ladbrokes and the William Hill and all that. But Well, mine's um, my, my, um, my book's international as well, but I believe that I have Mr. Rose. I have him at 30. I have him at delightful 30 oh, to 1. Even better. There you go. Yeah. yeah, that's a play. That is a house play. We'll, yeah, we'll get to okay. all of our um, yeah, yeah, yeah. recommendations here soon enough but this uh this um justin rose at 30 to 1 is definitely a play all right kevin kevin howe wants to know if jordan spieth's been playing the 12th hole all year in a virtual reality machine to prepare himself for the revenge tour <laughs> well we already um, have that um he's played there we know we this this um story came out in the last three or four weeks where he was yeah down yeah. for a round kevin i don't remember Plank, what tom what, brady what, there, that was it. Well, no, he was there preceding that um, round with Brady. Right, 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 and, right, and right, right. The Plank. Christmas trip with his dad. Right, right, right. Yeah, and yeah. that was where he uh, arguably, allegedly exercised the demons. I think he birdied it. He birdied 12, and he told the story um, in a couple of different places. That, that that was the moment when he go ahead went ahead and felt like he'd taken that monkey, that 12-hole monkey, off his back. So I, I don't think, you know— uh, I don't think that's going to be in his head one iota this week. What do you think? Not at all. Not at all. He's he's had. Let's think about this. So after this event, 
He well, first he came into this event last year not playing well, and he still nearly won. B minus game, uh, just didn't look settled, and he still nearly won the Masters with a blow up hole. Uh, so then he went on to win at Colonial. He won at Pebble Beach with a big lead. So he's had a, a small lead, a big lead. And it's very clear. The only thing that's bothering him is that people keep bringing it up. I don't. I think he's put it past him, uh, put uh, way past and, and well behind him. I, uh, the only thing that troubles me, House, uh, is is a little bit of the recent play, and then this comment he made at uh, after missing the cut in Houston. Did you Did you see this? I saw it because you posted it. I halfway thought it was one of your April Fool's jokes. I have I to be honest too. with you. I did too. Well, I almost thought about titling the post not April Fool's, but then I had like six or four April Fool's posts ready to go, and I didn't want to remind certain people that it, it was April 1st So, because I'm really all about just trying to you know, shock people. But So the quote was, uh, of course, there's a lot of we in there, but... Uh, I think we know, and the other players that are playing next week know, that we strike fear in others next week. So that's our idea. That's going to be my confidence level going in, and we'll step on the first tee ready to play. I, now, I, I just I just was floored by that, uh, that he, he put that out there, that it's one thing to just say, look, you know, I think— it's well known that Mike Greller and I work really hard, and we've we've done a nice job to date in my career, showing that we can really prepare well for a golf course. And I think other guys have noticed it, and maybe even stepped up their game a little, and you know something like that. But don't say we strike fear. <laughs> that was just bold and not particularly sharp in my point. Well, I, my view, I haven't. Did you see it? Um, were you able to see the live um, clip of it? I, I, I want to see like a face. Oh, there's, there's, facial there's ex- no context issue. No context issue. Okay. No. Is that okay? He was a little All cranky. Right. I mean, he was cranky after the round. He just missed a cut, and he doesn't want to miss a cut coming into the Masters. But, yeah, so he just – I think he just was trying to pump himself up a little bit. And, uh, you know, when he's just had a bad week and you, you've been working so hard, I mean, he works he works so hard. Uh, before and after rounds to, to just just grind on everything, and so you got to do something, I guess. But I, I, you don't put it out there like that. I, I, I just uh, I have a feeling I haven't heard any other players say anything, but I have a few of them. I'm sure a few of them roll their eyes and a few caddies for sure. I'd love to hear all the caddies getting all caddy about that. Well, you're uh, there. Get get one Get a couple house. anonymous. Is, it's a weird week. They don't. Uh, we don't have good access to the players here. And no, no. Oh. By the the new the new interview room has we each have a a leather seat it looks like a really nice restaurant seat that's green of course uh leather and uh we each have a microphone and a little table in front of us and i've there've been signs they seem to know who's asking each question so there's some sort of way they've detected us when we sit down but we cannot there's no longer a barrier or excuse me there's no longer an opening from the little seating area up to the the podium, which is kind of a tradition of the Masters. Somebody has a press conference, even the chairman, and we walk up, and then there's a little post discussion, uh, post 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 press conference banter, and uh, now they've put up what looks like kind of a, a hockey rink <laughs> wall <laughs> that uh, you can't step over. So they've they've just added one more little layer there. Uh, so it's not a great week to talk to players. Um, and I don't even know if anybody would ask that one in that setting with microphones and things. But uh, all right. So our last Twitter question, House, from Roland Kuhn. 
Uh, he wants to know, a couple of decades from now, who will be the next Phil? Who everyone wants to see make more one more run, uh, a la Jack in 86 or maybe Phil in 2017? Have you got anybody in mind you think there? I'm... I'm fearing it'll it'll be it'll be Rory McIlroy making one last run to finally cap the career Grand Slam, but who knows? I hope it's not. I hope he gets it done. Uh, it's <laughs> I not, thought this was a hard. It's I a had a hard one. time with this one mainly because um, there has been this undercurrent of um, not quite analysis, but this a story that's been kind of a building story so far in early 2017 has been kind of some speculation around the uh, the possibility that guys may not have the lengthy careers right. of their, right. their, their their who's come before them mainly because of the um, the physical impact and the potential for for breakdown and you know a, a guy like Jason Day um, has kind of self-confessed that he thinks his shelf life for being a, a, a super competitive golfer at the level that he's at right now is maybe only another eight to ten years. Um, so that would have him out of the game before he turn, turned 40. Um, I, I guess to me, the guy that um, has already you know, made such a, an, an impact and impression and forged such a wonderful relationship. It's funny that we just talked about him uh, and, and all the fear he was striking. Jordan Spieth is the guy that I would kind of think of fits that um, description because I think he's going to win a bunch of masters. I think it's going to be yeah. the the major that he dominates more, you know, more so than any other. And, you know, folks love him there. So I can see he fits that criteria to me. He also has a swing that doesn't look like it's doing violence to his body so that, that that's yeah. that's kind of a i know it's a cop-out answer but that's my answer no i think it's a reasonable one and and it may be he'll he'll be going for his sixth uh, green jacket uh, you know late in life I, I it would not surprise me i mean just based on the start to his career here uh and the way he seems to uh feed off these greens and and really his whole game just kind of thrives here uh, i don't think it's an unreasonable one i hope it's i hope it's something like that i hope we're not we're not waiting for like we're waiting with phil at the u.s open where he's been the runner-up six times god that's so cruel uh it's such a some that's an amazing record in itself jack has a bunch of those but but six runner-ups in the U.S. Open, which is such a tough one to to to, to finish high in on a consistent basis. But anyway, that's that. We'll we'll worry about that later. Um, Phil's got to worry about Aaron Hills in a, in a in a little while. But right now, he's got to worry about this. So, all right, House, how do you want to attack the wagering, the gambling, the uh, the odds? Do you want to look at? Yeah, well, why don't we just start talk? With- we know we all agree that Dustin Johnson is a favorite. Uh, I talked about this on Morning Drive today with Gary Williams. He asked. Have, when was the last time we had such a favorite like this? And we agreed, Tiger in 2005. Really, since then, we've had nothing quite like this, where a player coming in just seems like such a perfect fit, Is has the, the track record, is playing well, is trending well here. I mean, he averaged 26.5 putts around last year here at Augusta. So the one thing you were, I wonder about with DJ... He did unbelievably well last year. I mean, some people might say, "Oh, well, that means he just missed a lot of greens." No, that means he that means he putted well. <laughs> you well, can I, miss I greens love... and miss putts. Uh, tw- I, I'm sorry, that stat is still a great stat. It tells you something. It's a great stat. Yeah, and, and so. I love your mention of the 2005 Tiger. That's the last time a player who was number one in the world won the Masters. So I mm. think that's wow, a, good. that's a good a stat. very. Mm. Uh, 
very applicable kind of now i mean that might drive you away because it's been 12 years or you would say maybe he's due so look you know i hate i hate touching favorites, yeah. the, the favorites you know, because the odds yeah. are preposterous they're they're, yeah, they're, they're ridiculous i am though this year gonna put a touch i'm gonna put a taste a quarter unit on each of dj and jordan spieth just oh, just to pr- really? protect this is a protective okay. gesture I want a quarter okay. unit on each one of those guys so that it, if it comes Sunday and I'm sitting down with my egg salad and my p- p- pimento cheese and my crackers and I'm not going to tell you I don't we don't have a beer sponsor for this podcast I'd name the beer if I if we had a beer sponsor um, but I'll be sitting there with a with at least one maybe two maybe seven um, I'm going to put a quarter unit on each one of those guys because I I don't want them to be in the lead and then sit there like oh damn it I wish my you know my one of my long shot guys was coming out of the the back it feels like you know last year's Danny Willett that that lightning strikes so infrequently at this tournament that um, you know a little bit of schmuck insurance I'm going to do this year on those two guys <laughs> okay uh, well who you got well look we- so I I start at. 30 to 1. I don't I, I don't like to go underneath oh. the 30 to 1 with my okay. uh with my um, potential winner because of the the return. So the guys that that have caught my attention in that um that are 30 to 1 or higher, I love the performance from uh well obviously Justin Rose we talked about him. He's exactly at 30 to 1 on okay. my odd sheet. So I'm going to I'm definitely going to play him. Um I'm not. Uh, I've been impressed by Ricky Fowler. I have him in in my in my sheet at twenty to one. I'm not playing him to win the Masters. I'm going to play him in a couple of top tens and couple couple of top twenties. Um, the guys that that are jumping off this page that that are a little bit longer shots. Um, who I like. I like Mark Leishman very much yeah. at sixty five yeah. to one. Me too. Has acquitted. Me too. Has acquitted himself very well at this um, particular venue. Has. Uh, Big game chops, right? We've seen him in a major. He has he has major chops. I actually liked him um, to at the uh, WGC event, and he, he put on a little bit of a run. He just ran into a buzzsaw. Um, I, I, I did he lose to Phil? I can't remember who he lost to, but um, in any event, the other couple guys I'm giving a little bit of a look. I love this week's Houston Open winner, Russell Henley. Well, Russell Henley who has uh, a top 20 performance at the Masters already. I think he's only played it once, but um, he was either 20th or 21st. And he uh, is a master of the short stick. What a nice thing to have coming into Augusta. He yeah. uh, he, he obviously um, led the field in strokes game putting at Houston with like 550 feet of putts made, something preposterous, something outrageous. Um, but I like he's he for the season he is a T6 in uh, strokes game putting, and uh, he's also a birdie machine, 12th on tour and birdie average. Those are two nice, that's very complimentary profile for what's going to go down here at, at Augusta. So I can get um, my man, uh, Russell Henley, at, uh, he's a tasty 100 to 1. So that's wow. worth a little bit Jeez. of a look. Yeah, I'm all the British houses, he's 66 to 80. Wow, very now, nice. I just, I just printed this off today, I mean, just before okay. the show. The other, the other guy on here that I'm going to give a nice long look, Daniel Berger. I liked very hmm. much Daniel Berger's performance this past week in Houston. He was a T5. Okay. You have to be informed coming in. He yeah. had, uh, uh, this is the reminder to our, our listening audience, 
Top 10 finish as a debutante last year, the Daniel ooh, Berger. Oh, I forgot so, that. Oh, that yeah. is good. Right? Tasty. So Daniel wow. Berger liked, likes that walk around uh, uh, Augusta. He likes those hills. Um, okay. So that's a guy at 75 to 1. And also top 10 and a top 20. Look, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'm going to enjoy it. What, 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 like, what, what, what would they be offering for him on a top 20? What is it, like 20 to 1 I or 18? It. I have it right here. Hold on. Let's, let's find my man. Because uh, I, I was looking Berger. at some of those... Um, Daniel, Some of those those uh, top twenty bets, and they weren't great. Yeah, he's a, he's a little bit the... under two to one. So you have, you bet a hundred, you win one ninety. Yeah, on Daniel Berger, too, according to my that's eyes. not too friendly. Yeah. Um, right. hmm, okay. But, so just a yeah. couple. I have a couple of Americans great. in there. <clears throat> okay. And 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 then a couple of uh, you know Europeans. I'm gonna do. I haven't loved Thomas Peters' form this season, but yeah, it feels like yeah. it feels silly to leave him out um, because okay. of how incon incandescent he can get and he showed us also showed us big game chops last year so uh, that's that's kind of where i'm thinking right now now look it's early it's monday so I'm, there's a lot of stuff you should see all the paper right here you should see the files i have there's a lot of work that's going to go between now okay. and wednesday midnight a lot of work right. and I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and, and give this a lot of thought i'll push out on the twitter my okay. final selections here. I'll get them out so that everybody can see, you know, how I'm going to allocate the my capital this year, the 2017 Masters. But we're looking for another winner. We had a winner last year with Danny Willett. We're looking for another winner. How okay. about you, Shaq? Um, Talk well, to me. Well, I want to give you. I want to give you a few names to research and think about. Uh, and then I'll, we'll, we'll definitely highlight what you put out. And you may try to bring this up. You have a Wednesday pod with Bill, I think. You'll probably bring up a little of that on the— Yeah, yeah. Okay. Me and, then, and the pod father himself, Bill Sims, are going to be talking a little NBA. But we're going to have to focus a little bit on these these uh, okay. these golf games, well, these golf wagers. Obviously, I'm with you on some of those those chalky numbers, and I'm not interested in that. The, the people who jump out at me as we start to go down the list, Paul Casey's had some nice moments here. He's in the 40 to 50 range, and he's somebody who, uh, just the way he strikes the ball, I think if the wind is an issue, that, that you're, you're going to want him on your, your pool team, if nothing else, because I just will be shocked if he misses a cut. And I think he's got a, a, a game to contend here. Uh, I don't, you know, chipping wedge play is not his greatest strength, but but there's some interesting comments from Tiger that I just posted on my website house talking about how the the golf course is easier uh, because of the way they prepare it now where it's much more cushiony and soft and the lies aren't as tight. So somebody like Paul Casey, maybe 25 years ago, you would have not liked here at all because um, he can hit some odd chips sometimes. But he's such an unbelievable strike ball striker. So keep an eye on him. Obviously, I'm with you on Mark Leishman. Um, now, I, I'm, I'm really starting to go down the list to get kind of excited. Our, our podcast guest... Uh, Adam Hadwin is somebody who has just played very well all year. He's married now. I don't know what he's he's been doing since the marriage, but um, uh, I have a sneaking suspicion. Yes, working on his short game, and he That's is it. somebody to keep an eye on. Um, as is uh, uh, another another couple Americans. I really want to uh, point out who I feel like it's it's time because I was looking at the low American prop bet uh, where I thought. Snedeker at twenty-two to one was fascinating in the low American, just again because he's such a good putter, and I just love his ability to possibly hang around here. Phil was twelve to one on low American, which I thought was fascinating since uh, 
Uh, he's he's pretty strong here. Matt Kuchar was twenty two to one at Low American again, and Matt Kuchar's another one that I, I'm just I'm intrigued by. And then the the one who played so well at the match play, who every tournament I saw him at was grinding so hard on his game, and whose game is so made for this place is Bill Haas. I mean, I don't know what course it's not made for. And Bill has never missed a cut here. He's got four top 25s, but he's never been in the top 10. He's he's somewhere between 35 and 40 to 1 to be low American. He's uh, on the tournament. He's 100 to 1. Somebody I just... I just really would urge people to keep an eye on. He, he, he uh, I would love to see him play well here. He's a great guy, and uh, so Kevin Kisner has the kind of Aiken, South Carolina thing going. He's a great putter, hundred to one again, another one to keep an eye on. And then I don't know if you've seen House Alex Noren has kind of moved down in the odds, and now he's at a hundred to one. The tenth ranked player in the world. Now it is his first Masters is a hundred to one. Uh, yeah, so that I, is nuts. I love that is nuts. I love all these names that you're mentioning are names that are going to show up for sure. You're going to see me absolutely put some some uh, capital on Adam Hadwin. I'm going to do him a couple different ways. I'm going to get him for a top 20 finish. I'm also going to um, tap him for a top debutante. I have yeah. him at eight to one as a top debutante. I love Bill Haas. Okay. His track record here is spectacular. I like it. It's spectacular in the sense of of steady. He's going to be in my make the cut parlay, which yep. is going to, I'm going to do that. That's going to be a six-way parlay at least. I'm going to do oh, at dear. least two of those six-way <laughs> make the cut parlays. Bill Haas is a is a is a, you know, an anchor. One of my anchor <laughs> players, Bill Haas in that. I'm also going to play Bill Haas for a top 20 because he's he's always around. He's got a 12, a 20, a 20, the 26 last year. I mean 24 yeah. last year. So I like I like his uh, I like the trend line there for him um, and Kisner I like uh, the form that he has right now yeah he's very been rolling solid. In some 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 putts and then you know he had the early season uh, look at at the fifty nine as well so um, I, I like I like where you're going all three he of those guys get a little outplay practice on Sunday okay oh yeah no, nice let me, I'm, let me, I, I, no. I'm happy to hear that. The prop bets that I've seen, I'm loving all those. Like low Australians, really a fun one. Leishman's four to one on that. Curtis Luck, the amateur, who has played very well in some pro starts, twenty-two to one, I think. Now that would mean he'd have to beat Jason Day at Adam Scott, but neither of those two are doing anything that spectacular. And so I, I just I love that one in low Aussie uh, for just for fun. Anyway, uh, Curtis Luck's an impressive player. Now low European, Justin Rose nine to one. Uh, Alex Noren was somewhere between was up to forty to one on low European again, uh, <laughs> uh, top ten in the world. Just somebody to keep an eye on. But House, I wanted to know what you thought. Would you be tempted by? Uh, so one of the prices I've seen, I think uh, Alex Myers at Golf Die just put up the uh, the, the prop bets. He, he's a prop bet man like we are. He likes that kind of stuff. They they aren't very good right now. There may be a few that, that pop up. But Masters rookie at 6-1 to one winning. Uh, so now in that group, you get, and of course it's been since 1979 that a rookie has won. Uh, but you get uh, John Rahm, you get Alex Noren, you get uh, Terrell Hatton, and uh, of course you get a host of other people, but I don't know. So I feel like that should be about ten to one. I, um, I don't like the return. Six to one isn't enough. Yeah, I feel like I enough. can get those guys on a couple other kind of angles. Like I love oh. Alex Norin, also top debutante, nine to one. Rom is priced. He's a, he's a barely over two to one as a top yeah. debutante, and it's tough to bet against now, him. But uh, you know, I, I okay. I'm not touching that that um, that rookie bet. Here was the other one that intrigued me. 
And now we don't have the the the, the, the groupings yet. Excuse, I'm, I'm working on my my Augusta speak. I I probably said fans already somewhere. Um, the patrons uh, will be. Obviously, very interested in what Dustin Johnson does in round one, whatever time he tees off at. We'll have that tomorrow on Tuesday. He is 18 to 1 to be the leader after the first round. Uh, I thought that was kind of no, no. Was that a ground? No, no, I heard? I'm, I'm, no okay. I'm considering that was a that was a hmm, hmm because okay. I also have a prop here, a wire to wire winner is a 12 to 1. Um, huh. no, that's uh, that's that, that's a tougher that's a tougher feat than first round leader. That's interesting. Yeah, so uh, I that's that's why I, that gave me the that's why I took the pause. Now the thing that that um, deflates my enthusiasm for DJ as coming out right out of the box super hot is Justin Rose has an, an impeccable record as a first round leader in the Masters. Mm. I think he's he's led the Masters like six times. Wow. Now I'm I'm Ooh. probably wrong by an order of, of magnitude, but it feels like Justin Rose is always near the top after day one uh, okay. of the Masters. And and if for my thesis as as a potential winner, I like him hovering right up there on Thursday. Okay. Um, well, that I mean, for me, that about covers it. I mean, those were the names I wanted to to kind of get out there for people to think about who I'm looking at. I'm going to do a Facebook Live with a couple of my colleagues at Golf Week here to to warm up for the NCAA title game here in about an hour. But uh, other than I, I really don't have anybody else that I want to uh, that I feel that strongly about. Uh, it's interesting. I, I'm just a little lukewarm on some of the the names at the top all of a sudden, and I'm really excited about a lot of these. I mean, Jimmy Walker, 100 to 1, again, just a very good golfer <laughs> who has yeah. played well in majors. I, I'm just, I'm like, just this group I'm looking at from about, uh, I mean, Lee Westwood, Matt Kuchar, Alex Noren, Jimmy Walker, Bill Haas, Kisner, Brandon Grace are all right there in a line, and that's wow. Uh, that's well, that, 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 that excites me more than this group at, at you know, 25 to, uh, to 40. But, well, here's uh, a name we haven't mentioned except for once in in very brief passing. Um, how about the defending champion? <laughs> the odds no, that I have no. in front of me right now are one twenty five to one yeah. to win. Well, now I'm not picking him to win, but yeah. I am going to pick him in the top twenty. I'm and, and okay. I might even take a look at the at the top ten. The top twenty bet for uh, Danny Willett is plus three fifteen. So okay. hundred wins you. Th- yeah, that's a little better than three to one. I like that. He yeah, comes there, okay. he feels good again. He's good. his little boy is there. He's got his wife there. I saw them coming off the yeah. jet. Yeah, yeah. He's doing wonderful interviews on at the drive uh, chip and putt. I mean, you know, he feels he feels like he belongs. And you know why? Because he belongs. And he's got well, the dinner. He, he gets to have everybody eat his bubble and squeak. So yeah, yeah. little little taste on okay. Danny Willard. A little tip of the cat today. All right, I can work with that. You know, I uh, I. Uh, yeah, he he hasn't played very well, but you never know. He may get here and feel the magic. Uh, good piece in the New York Times today by Adam Shupak uh, about players and, and stats. And there's a real – I'm going to put on the blog later. Very interesting little anecdote. I, I don't know. Maybe I missed it, but I, I had not seen it before about uh, a kind of one of the key stats that somebody gave him that he worked off of and how he thought about – where he would lay up if he he didn't hit a perfect drive on the par fives and he had kind of a a money distance and so uh, I didn't know that he went that deep on some of that kind of uh, that stuff. Harold Varner's mentioned in the piece too, house, so you'll want to check it out. But anyway, uh, that's fine, great on Willett, but I'm I'm not excited, so uh, I'm, not, okay. I'm not feeling it. Well, that's it. fine. Well, you um, know what I, I I am excited about right. Jeff Shackelford. That we're about to make. We've a got pick another. Of- well, are we going to make a pick? Is it time to make a pick? I think it's time to make a pick. I mean, I'll, I don't know what other gambling advice we have to offer, uh, right? 
Well, we're going to, I still, I'm going to finalize, you know, the, this thing's going to look like a Chinese menu when I'm done with it. Um, all the ways I'm going to bet this, there's like, going to be 30 or 40, you know, 30 or 40 different, to- there'll be some appetizers, there'll be some entrees, there'll be something for dessert, maybe. I mean, you know. You're like, when I go to Santa Anita, every once in a while, I'll get to, to, to the betting window behind a national treasure, Mel Brooks. And th- when he bets, it is absolutely one of the most enjoyable things to eavesdrop on, because he bets, essentially, I think, every horse in the race by the time he's done. Now, you're not going to do that, right? You're not going <laughs> to... No, no. I just like, when I like a guy, I'm going to bet him three or four different ways. So when I'm done okay. betting this whole thing, there's probably 15 guys with a lot of different ways. I mean, obviously, the make the cut thing is going to take up, capture some names as well. It's just, I like to cover a lot of bases and have a lot of action because I don't want it to be Saturday and I, everybody yeah. that I liked is, is, is donezo. I want to have yeah. a couple of sure things, a little bit of schmuck insurance, and I'm, and I'm very excited. You know, obviously, it's, it's you know, the golf season is upon us. You are physically in Augusta, yeah. Georgia. Um, so let's go ahead and 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 make an. I'm going to call this the an early pick, right? I'm not going to call okay. this my my tried and true. That this is the thing I'm going to um, stick with. You go first, and then I'll and then I'll go. Well, right now I'm going to stick with my early pick through uh, the early part of the season, and that's Justin Rose. And uh, but I, I will say that, and 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 I'm just throwing out Dustin Johnson because it's boring for us at this point to talk about him, just like it was talking about Tiger a few years ago. Uh, I, I have enormous respect for him. I think there's a very good chance at win. Uh, he's amazing. He's playing great. And uh, But we have some things in the forecast house that do suggest luck of the draw could be an issue. So uh, that said, I'm sticking with Rose, but I am am circling, looking, staring, and, and going to be looking to pick up any kind of piece of information I can get on Mark Leishman. I just, I have hmm. that that feeling about him karma-wise. Wow. You know, he lost in the playoff of the Open Championship. He watched Adam Scott win here in that final grouping in 2013. He's an amazing putter. He can bomb it out there. And the Australians love this place. And I just, I, I'm, it's a big, it's a tall order, but he is up to the task. So um, that's, that's my, my current second choice, but I do feel like it could flip by, by Thursday. That's a, that's, that's very interesting. I am all over both of those guys. The Justin Rose is, is probably going to get, you know, a couple units out of me, the various ways I play him. He's getting a full unit at 30 to one as my selection also to win the tournament. My in my heart, who I'm going to pick for the purposes of this Monday podcast, um, I'm going to pick the best story. Now, I, I picked the best story for the WGC match play event, and I finished 741st out of our 850 um, competitors on that bracket. Uh, so I, I'm I'm fully prepared to accept the criticism that. Um, it will come my way. I'm picking DJ okay. because I think it's an awesome story. I think he's yeah. he's been incredible. He's been heads and shoulders above everybody else. I want to see him bring Augusta to its knees. I want to I want to see him go out and put on a dominant performance. I want to see somebody. I want to see him threaten twenty under at, at Augusta National. That's so. That's what I'm 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 not going to put a ton on him because the odds are terrible, and I'm going to play a lot of different other things. But I just I just love the story of DJ at this tournament and the level that he's at, where he seems to be a level above everybody else. So that's okay. my Monday Masters pick. My Monday. Okay, pick. So now that's it. 
All right. So it's Monday. You're going to talk to Bill on Wednesday. You'll probably put a little out there. You're going to put some stuff on the Twitter. Uh, we are angling to uh, do a couple pop-up pods this week, or one pop-up pod, I believe. Right, House? We're, we're, yeah, we're, we're, gonna, we're, we're eyeballing Thursday night. We're eyeballing Thursday play. night. We want to get a round in, and then, you know, Shaq and House get together for a little Thursday. Shaq <laughs> out! And to give a quick we redo, are, right? Yeah, and then we're targeting uh, for a post Master Show Sunday night. Uh, we haven't finalized it yet, but I, I think we want to do that because we want to get the uh, the hot, fresh take. Uh, we'd like to do it so I can do it from this amazing podcast studio where you haven't heard a single bit of background noise except maybe me, something on my computer. And uh, it will allow me to do it with real Wi-Fi as opposed to our rental homes Wi-Fi, which is something out of, uh, of the previous century. But... Um, but the the wall. Well, and I'm fantastic. excited to do it. Oh, and by because, the way, I got to get yeah. out of here, house, because I got to feed the young lady's goldfish in this room I'm staying in. Oh have, my god! Yeah, that's I have right. Monday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday bags. So there's a lot of pressure on me. Those goldfish. I woke up this morning <laughs> at five thirty, and they turned on the light, and they were just staring me down. So that's that's one of the charms of the of the of the masters. They're I hungry. Go from, I go from 1990 technology to uh, the state of the art press center. So that's our goal. And uh, that's what we're shooting for. And uh, so keep, stay tuned. Watch your feed, people. And, of course, always check out The Ringer. Check out jeffshackleford.com, golfweek.com. I've got some good stuff up there. and going to have more this week. And House is on the Twitter. House from D.C. is going to be tweeting away. Um, and it should be a great, great Masters of Forecast. Once we get through Wednesday, also has some bleakness in it. I believe the tournament forecast, other than the wind, looks really good. So it should be a fantastic Masters. I can't. There's no such thing as that at this time of season uh, as too much Shaq House. This Masters Preview edition of Shack House is brought to you by the number one iron in golf made by our friends at Callaway who make that number one iron because of the innovative face cup technology. Whether it's the Big Bertha OS Irons, the only irons awarded a perfect score in the 2017 Hot List Equipment Review, the iconic Apex irons that are in my bag, or the wildly popular Steelhead irons, you'll get explosive ball speed off the face. So visit CallawayGolf.com to click through that awesome iron selector tool to see which are the best for you. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. When I went on my last holiday to Cape Town, it was amazing. My friends were there, the weather was phenomenal, and most importantly, the food was fantastic. But one thing I struggled with was finding the right places to stay. You know, all I want is a great bed, a fantastic shower, and breakfast that doesn't end at 8 a.m. I'm on holiday, I'm still sleeping. I also like Ease, and the Hotels.com app easily helps me to find a perfect hotel for every trip. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly getaway or a relaxing spa weekend, on the Hotels.com app, you can compare up to five hotels side-by-side. Side. Now, why would you want to do that? So you can see prices, amenities, 
and star ratings. And best of all, you don't have to switch back and forth between options. See? Ease. So, start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today.